In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear Christian, do you understand what Christ has done for his disciples in our gospel lesson for today? Do you understand it? The all-powerful, almighty God, the Lord of heaven and earth, the one who brought forth all of the creation by the power of his holy word, who rules all the nations of the earth, that God kneels down before lowly fishermen, tax collectors, and sinners and washes their feet. God, the Lord of all, washes feet, feet that had trod down the same Roman roads that horses, donkeys, camels, and more had trod. God washes dirty, filthy, muddy feet with his own two hands. It's an act of compassion, of care, of mercy, and love. It's an act of great servitude, in fact, an act that begins his holy passion, which will continue tomorrow with his sacrificial death on a cross outside Jerusalem, where he's killed. Do you understand what Christ has done? God serves his creation. God serves those who should serve him. He's the greatest servant of all. Now, some people don't like that idea about a God who is a servant instead of one who is served. Some people don't like the picture of a God who makes himself the lowest of the low so that we might be cared for, pampered, loved, provided for. What an offensive idea! What kind of a God would do something like that? Shouldn't God get our service to Him? Shouldn't we praise Him? Shouldn't we offer before Him our worship and our offerings? Shouldn't we merely be peons in comparison to God? We should serve him, not the other way around. That's what Peter thinks. Lord, you will never wash my feet, he says to Jesus. You won't serve me. But Jesus tells him the truth. You must be washed. Peter, 
You must be washed. For if I do not wash you, you have no share with me, Jesus says. I must serve you for your good. You must be cleansed by me for your salvation. For you are sinful, Jesus says. You are stained with original sin and its fruit. You despise God and his word. You fail to love your neighbor as yourself. You need to be cleaned because you are a sinner. So let me wash you, Peter. When Peter hears this truth, God's word works a change in his heart. Wash me, Jesus, not just my feet, but my hands and my head also. Peter is always eager to overdo things. If a little water's good, then lots of water should be extra good. Wash me everywhere, Jesus, so that I may be clean, whiter than snow. Peter thinks his hope is in the water. What he hasn't figured out yet, what he doesn't understand is, it's not just plain water that must wash him. It's the water connected to God's word, combined with God's word. That's the water that must wash him. Then, when he is washed in baptismal waters, he will be cleansed in and out. Not just with a removal of dirt from the body, but with a baptism as an appeal to God for a good, clean conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That washing is the washing that Peter needs. And Jesus gently teaches and leads him to look to baptismal waters. And afterwards, Jesus preaches a sermon to them. Do you understand what I've done for you, Jesus asks. Do you get it? Yes, now we get it. God in Jesus is a servant to people, to sinners. He washes their feet. And afterwards, he feeds them with his own body and blood. And in the washing, and in the eating, and in the hearing of God's word, Jesus serves them. He grows faith within them. He teaches them who God is. Jesus' service for his disciples does not end after the meal on Monday, Thursday. His service continues 
as he goes to the garden and prays for them, as he's arrested and stands condemned in their place, as he goes to the cross and bleeds and hangs naked and dying for them, as he's laid dead in a tomb, suffering the punishment all sinners deserve, death. In all of these things, Jesus serves his disciples. God serves sinners. Jesus is the greatest servant that ever lives, even for sinful disciples. Do you understand? Jesus goes on with his sermon and sends out the disciples to live lives of service to God's people. He says this, If I then, your Lord and your teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Serve one another as I have served you, Jesus says. But who will the disciples serve? Who will they wash? Who will they feed? Who will they sacrifice for? For the sinners who are in the church. For the sinners that make up the body of Christ. And so it is, dear Christian, you have been washed, baptized. And in your baptism, your sin was taken away from you as far as the east is from the west, not by the hands of a lowly pastor who baptized you, but by the Lord who sent that pastor so to do, to serve you as Christ serves the church. Your sin was forgiven in those baptismal waters by the Lord who sacrificed himself in the ultimate divine service, Good Friday, Golgotha, Easter. You needed that washing of water in the Word because your sin was just as great as Peter's, as the other twelve's, as anyone else in the entire world, wasn't it? You, too, needed to be cleaned by Jesus. If you didn't realize your sin before, perhaps it's come out that much clearer in the last few weeks as you've been stuck more at home than anywhere else. Your patience wears thin. Your anger's just below the surface. You boil up at the smallest little thing. Your free time leads you to make bad choices about what you'll do with that time. It allows temptation to rear its ugly head. Perhaps that's why in Lincoln I read in the newspaper car thefts have increased. Perhaps that's why across the nation people are starting to break into businesses that are closed because of quarantine.
Porn sites are generating more traffic than ever before. And our family members are getting on our nerves. Sin. All these things reveal our sin. And Jesus washes it away. Jesus baptizes through the hands and words of poor pastors, disciples, and apostles. And not only that, but Jesus feeds us also. It's Monday, Thursday, the night our Lord was betrayed, when he took bread, gave thanks, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. When he took the cup and lifted it up and said, Take, drink, this is my blood for the forgiveness of sins. He feeds our cleansed from sin hearts, souls, and bodies with his own life-giving, resurrected body and blood. Take and eat, take and drink for forgiveness, life, and salvation. All of this Jesus does for you. He gives you his body and blood, his word, his washing for your peace, for your comfort, so that sin will not be your master. Christ sends disciples, apostles, pastors to bring this gift to you. Dear Christian, please take advantage of it. For as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim not the greatness of your pastors, not the wonderfulness of your church, not how good we are at streaming technology. You proclaim the Lord's death. And how often? until he comes again. Paul says, you should receive these gifts until Jesus comes again. You should eat until Jesus comes again. You should remember you're baptized until Christ Lord, the Lord returns. Dear Christian, use these gifts. For they cleanse you of all guilt, all sorrow, and all sin. Christ goes on, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. It means now you're free to serve your neighbor as well. Jesus has cleansed you. He's fed you. He serves you. He's given you his word and set you free to care for your neighbor, to love your family member you're quarantined with, to have extra patience with them, to make good choices with your free time, to study God's word, to go to the grocery store for the lady down the street, to call your pastors 
to bring you word and sacraments. All this Christ teaches the last time before he goes to the cross. Do you, dear Christian, understand what your Lord Jesus Christ does for you? Do you understand the sacrifices he makes? Do you understand how he serves you, washes you, feeds you, and creates faith through his word? Do you understand how great God's love is for you? Of course you do. That's why you're watching today as the holy three days begin. That's why we are being served by our Lord through the hearing of word and reception of his sacraments. That's why our eyes are fixed to the cross of Jesus, to his death. And that's why we look forward to his resurrection. In these things we understand God serves us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.